Book Three, Chapter One of the Wanderer's Necklace by H. Ryder Haggard. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Book Three, Egypt. Chapter One, Tidings from Egypt. That curtain of oblivion, without rent or seam, sinks again upon the visions of this past of mine. It falls, as it were, on the last of the scenes in the dreadful chamber of the pit, to rise once more far from Byzantium. I am blind, and can see nothing, for the power which enables me to disinter what lies buried beneath the weight and wreck of so many ages tells me no more than those things that once my senses knew. What I did not hear then, I do not hear now. What I did not see then, I do not see now. Thus it comes about that of Lesbos itself, of the shape of its mountains or the color of its seas, I can tell nothing more than I was told, because my sight never dwelt on them in any life that I can remember. It was evening. The heat of the sun had passed, and the night breeze blew through the wide, cool chamber in which I sat with Martina, whom the soldiers in their rude fashion called Olaf's brown dog, for brown was her colouring, and she led me from place to place as dogs are trained to lead blind men. Yet against her the roughest of them never said an evil word, not from fear, but because they knew that none could be said. Martina was talking, she who always loved to talk, if not of one thing, then of another. Godson, she said, Although you are a great grumbler, I tell you that in my judgment you were born under a lucky star, or saint, call it what you will. For instance, when you were walking up and down that hall of the pit in the palace at Constantinople, which I always dream of now if I sup too late, and your spirit, or double, or whatever you call it, was kindly leading me around the edge of the death-trap, I interrupted and my spirit, or double, making itself useful for once, was doing what you say. Well, who would have thought that before so very long you would be the governor, much beloved of the rich and prosperous island of Lesbos, still the commander much beloved of troops, many of them your own countrymen, and, although you are blind, the imperial general, who has dealt with the Muslims one of the worst defeats they have suffered for a long while. Jode and the others did that, I answered. I only sat here and made the plans. Jode, she exclaimed with contempt. Jode has no more head for plans than a doorpost. Although it is true, she added with a softening of the voice, that he is a good man to lean on at a pinch and a very terrible fighter. Also one who can keep such a brain as God gave him cool in the hour of terror, as Irene knows well enough. Yet it was you, Olaf, not even I, but you, who remembered that the Northmen are sea-folk born, and turned all those trading vessels into war galleys, and hid them in the little bays with a few of your people in command of each. It was you who suffered the Muslim fleet to sail unmolested into the Matilian harbours, pretending and giving notice that the only defence would be by land. Then, after they were at anchor and beginning to disembark, 
it was you who fell on them at the dawn and sank and slew till none remained save those of their army who were taken prisoners or spared for ransom yes and you commanded our ships in person and at night who is a better captain than a blind man oh you did well very well and you are rich with irene's lands and sit here in comfort and in honour with the best of health save for your blindness and i repeat that you were born under a lucky star or saint not altogether so martina i answered with a sigh ah she replied man can never be content as usual you are thinking of that egyptian i mean of the lady heliodore of whom of course it is quite right that you should think well it is true that we have heard nothing of her still that does not mean that we may not hear perhaps jode has learned something from those prisoners hark here he comes as she spoke i heard the guards salute without and jode's heavy step at the door of the chamber greeting general he said presently i bring you good news the messengers to the sultan harun have returned with the ransom also this caliph sends a writing signed by himself and his ministers in which he swears by god and his prophet that in consideration of our giving up our prisoners among whom it seems are some great men neither he nor his successors will attempt any new attack upon lesbos for thirty years the interpreter will read it to you to-morrow and you can send your answering letters with the prisoners seeing that these heathen are so many and we are so few we could scarcely look for better terms i said as i hope they will think at constantinople at least the prisoners shall sail when all is in order now for another matter have you inquired as to the bishop barnabas and the egyptian prince magus and his daughter ay general this very day i found that among the prisoners were three of the common sort who have served in egypt and left that land not three months ago of these men two have never heard of the bishop or the others the third however who was wounded in the fight had some tidings what tidings jode none that are good general the bishop he says was killed by moslems a while ago or so he had been told god rest him but the others jode what of the others this it seems that the copt as he called him magus returned from a long journey as we know he did and raised an insurrection somewhere in the south of egypt far up the nile an expedition was sent against him under one musa the governor of egypt and there was much fighting in which this prisoner took part the end of it was that the copts who fought with magus were conquered with slaughter magus himself was slain for he would not fly and his daughter the lady heliodore was taken prisoner with some other coptic women and then i gasped then general she was brought before the emir musa who noting her beauty proposed to make her his slave at her prayer however being as the prisoner said a merciful man he gave her a week to mourn her father before she entered his harem still the worst he went on hurriedly did not happen before that week was done as the moslem force was marching down the nile she stabbed the eunuch who was in charge of her and escaped i thank god i said but jode how is the man sure that she was heliodore thus all knew her to be the daughter of magus one whom the egyptians held in honour 
moreover among the muslim soldiers she was named the lady of the shells because of a certain necklace she wore which you remember what more i asked only that the emir musa was very angry at her loss and because of it caused certain soldiers to be beaten on the feet moreover he halted his army and offered a reward for her for two days they hunted even searched some tombs where it was thought she might have hidden but there found nothing but the dead then the emir returned down the nile and that is the end of the story send this prisoner to me at once jode with an interpreter i would question him myself i fear he is not fit to come general then i will go to him lead me martina if so you must go far general for he died an hour ago and his companions are making him ready for burial jode i said angrily those men have been in our hands for weeks how comes it that you did not discover these things before you had my orders because general until they knew that they were to go free none of these prisoners would tell us anything however closely they were questioned they said that it was against their oath and that first they would die a long while ago i asked this very man of egypt and he vowed that he had never been there be comforted olaf broke in martina for what more could he have told you nothing i answered yet i should have gained many days of time know that i go to egypt to search for heliodor be comforted again said martina this you could not have done until the peace was signed it would have been against your oath and duty that is so i answered heavily olaf said martina to me that night after jode had left us you say that you will go to egypt how will you go will the blind christian general of the empire who has just dealt so great a defeat to the mighty caliph of the east be welcome in egypt above all will he be welcomed by the emir musa who rules there when it is known that he comes to seek a woman who has escaped from that emir's harem why within an hour he'd offer you the choice between death and the koran olaf this thing is madness it may be martina still i go to seek heliodor if heliodor still lives you will not help her by dying and if she is dead time will be little to her and she can wait for you a while yet i go martina you being blind go to egypt to seek one whom those who rule there have searched for in vain so be it but how will you go it cannot be as an open enemy since then you would need a fleet and ten thousand swords to back you which you have not to take a few brave men unless they were moslems which is impossible would be but to give them to death how do you go olaf i do not know martina your brain is more nimble than mine think think and tell me i heard martina rise and walk up and down the room for a long time at length she returned and sat herself by me again. Olaf, she said, you always had a taste for music. You have told me that as a boy in your northern home you used to play upon the harp and sing songs to it of your own making, and now, since you have been blind, you have practiced at this art till you are its master. Also, my voice is good. Indeed, it is my only gift. 
it was my voice that first brought me to irene's notice when i was there but the daughter of a poor greek gentleman who had been her father's friend and therefore was given a small place about the court of late we have sung many songs together have we not certain of them in that northern tongue of which you have taught me something yes martina but what of it you are dull olaf i have heard that these easterns love music especially if it be of a sort they do not know why therefore should not a blind man and his daughter no his orphaned niece earn an honest living as travelling musicians in egypt these prophet worshippers i am told think it a great sin to harm one who is maimed a poor northern trader in amber who has been robbed by christian thieves rendered sightless also that he might not be able to swear to them before the judges and now with his sister's child winning his bread as best he may like you olaf i have skill in languages and even know enough of arabic to beg in it for my mother who was syrian taught it to me as a child and since we have been here i've practised what say you i say that we might travel as safely thus as in any other way yet martina how can i ask you to tie such a burden on your back oh no need to ask olaf since fate bound it there when it made me your godmother where you go i needs must also go until you are married she added with a laugh afterwards perhaps you will need me no more well there's a plan for what it is worth and now we'll sleep on it hoping to find a better pray to saint michael to-night olaf as it chanced saint michael gave me no light so the end of it was that i determined to play this part of a blind harper in those days there was a trade between lesbos and egypt in cedarwood wool wine for the copts for the moslems drank none and other goods peace having been declared between the island and the caliph a small vessel was laden with such merchandise at my cost and a greek of lesbos menace by name put in command of it as the owner with a crew of sailors whom i could trust to the death to these men who were christians i told my business swearing them to secrecy by the most holy of all oaths but alas as i shall show although i could trust these sailors when they were masters of themselves i could not trust them or rather one of them when wine was his master in our northern land we had a saying that ale is another man and now its truth was to be proved to me not for the first time when all was ready i made known my plans to jode alone in whose hands i left a writing to say what must be done if i returned no more to the other officers and the soldiers i said only that i proposed to make a journey in this trading ship disguised as a merchant both for my health's sake and to discover for myself the state of the surrounding countries and especially of the christians in egypt when he had heard all jode although he was a hopeful-minded man grew sad over this journey which i could see he thought would be my last i expected no less he said and yet general i trusted that your saint might keep your feet on some safer path doubtless this lady heliodore is dead or fled or wed at least you will never find her still i must search for her jode you are a blind man how can you search then an idea came to him and he added listen general i and the rest of us swore to protect the lady heliodore 
and to be as her father or her brothers do you bide here i will go search for her either with a vessel full of armed men or alone and disguised now i laughed outright and asked what disguise is there that would hide the giant jode whose fame the moslem spies have spread throughout the east why on the darkest night your voice would betray you to all within a hundred paces and what use would one shipload of armed men be against the forces of the emir of egypt no no jode whatever the danger i must go and i alone if i am killed or do not return within eight months i have named you to be governor of lesbos as already you have been named my deputy by constantine which appointment will probably be confirmed i do not want to be governor of lesbos said jode moreover olaf he added slowly a blind beggar must have his dog to lead him his brown dog you cannot go alone olaf those dangers of which you speak must be shared by another that is so and it troubles me much indeed it is in my mind to seek some other guide for i think this one would be safest here in your charge you must reason with her jode one can ask too much even of a godmother of a godmother why not say of a grandmother by thor all of you are blind indeed still i'll try hush here she comes to say that our supper is ready at our meal several others were present besides the serving folk and the talk was general after it was done i had an interview with some officers these left and i sat myself down upon a cushioned couch and being tired there fell asleep till i was awakened or rather half awakened by voices talking in the garden without they were those of jode and martina and martina was saying cease your words i and no one else will go on this egyptian quest with olaf if we die as i dare say we shall what does it matter at least he shall not die alone and if the quest should fail martina i mean if he should not find the lady heliodore and you should happen both to return safe what then why then nothing except that as it has been so it will be i shall continue to play my part as is my duty and my wish do you not remember that i am olaf's godmother yes i remember still i have heard somewhere that the christian church never ties a knot which it cannot unnoose for a proper fee and for my part i do not know why a man should not marry one of different blood because she has been named his godmother before a stone vessel by a man in a broidered robe you say i do not understand such matters perhaps so let them be but martina let us suppose that this strange search were to succeed and olaf has a way of succeeding where others would fail for instance who else could have escaped alive out of the hand of irene and become governor of lesbos and being blind yet have planned a great victory well supposing that by the help of gods or men or women he should find this beautiful heliodore unwed and still willing and that they should marry what then martina then captain jode she answered slowly if you are yet of the same mind we may talk again only remember that i ask no promises and make none so you go to egypt with olaf ay 
certainly unless i should die first and perhaps even then you do not understand oh of course you do not understand nor can i stop to explain to you captain jode i am going to egypt with a certain blind beggar whose name i forget at the moment but who is my uncle where no doubt i shall see many strange things if i ever come back i will tell you about them and meanwhile good night end of chapter one